The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Hello, everybody. Welcome to my brother, my brother, me, an advice show for the modern era. Around these parts, they call me Justin McElroy. I'm your oldest brother. I'm your middlest brother, and people know me as Travis McElroy, for as far Hi, as I'm they your- know. Oh, and I'm your sweet baby brother, Griffin McElroy. You might know my deep web username as Bitcoin Skrillex Dog Boner 420 420-69. Um, boys, I, um, I wanted to talk to you guys about something that, that is, uh, it's a new sort of concern, a new interest, a new worldview, um, that I've only sort of recently adopted, but it has become basically instantly very, very important to me, basically all consuming. Um, cause I don't know about how you guys feel, but like, I've been looking at the success of our show and just the millions that we're making off of it. And I'm uh-huh. thinking about like, I'm trying to think about like what we've given back just bait like not uh-huh. with the money like the money's fucking ours uh obviously um but like there's they'll get their cut like, with the estate tax right the i think you mean the barack hussein obama's death tax you know a lot of I people that's forget the, about the hussein a lot of people do and i think it's important anyway there's a concern that i want to talk about and i think it's like a way that the three of us can really channel our power and use it for good use our broad reach for good um, I want to talk to you about a Twitter user who tweeted at me uh, a little over one hour ago. And this Twitter user's handle is BubbleJug1. Okay. Uh-huh. Now, you may remember BubbleJug as being uh, the, I'm going to put quotes, big heavy quotes, bold, all caps quotes, candy made by Nestle, part of the uh, the, the Hubba Bubba franchise. And it was uh, bubble gum that came in a powdered form in a little <laughs> nasty jug. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, 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 nasty yeah. jug. Yeah, you remember I the remember nasty... that skank jug. You remember that skanky jug full of that basically gum dirt um, that you would put in your mouth <laughs> and then keep it there like a chore until gum happened? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> you, it was like space age, the dipping dots of gum. Yeah, uh, it was certainly dipping because it was it was gum based snus, uh, and it's, it was as delicious as that sounds. I would love to sing for you the ballad of Bubble Jug. Um, this Twitter user who has at this moment five tweets, and the five tweets uh, starts off just sort of a shot across the fucking America's bow. Uh, it is time for the global community to finally put their minds toward a goal worthy of our genius. Hubba Bubba, bring back Bubble Jug. Just like putting that out there. And then in a separate tweet, hashtags, bring back bubble jug and jug life. <laughs> so they know what they're they know exactly what they're doing here. By the okay. way, if 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 you take this segment as like you're gonna fucking make a taste day, revive Tastation's Twitter account and start haranguing it's not this is a once in a lifetime lightning in a bottle. <laughs> this was a perfect series of tweets. Griffin, can I can I recommend a name for the movement or for the group that's in the movement? I mean, Jug Life is already very good, but go ahead. Bubble Juggalos? 
It's very, very good also. Also very um, good. Damn it. So a little over an hour ago, I got a tweet from Bubble Jug. Uh, it said, as a true visionary, D, uh, true visionary DM and father of digital monsters, you should get behind our movement to bring back Bubble Jug. Hashtag Jug Life. That's great. Um, Wait, so <laughs> is has Bubble two- Jug no, no number taken? Is there already an uh, at Bubble Jug, so they had to be Bubble Jug 1? I mean, Nestle probably has it locked down so that somebody doesn't misrepresent the brand because, like, they'll never bring it back. It's an egg. It's Bubble an Jug's egg. an egg. Is it tweeting, like, mean things that, like... Nope, nothing. Women in the games industry? No. Nope. Take this okay. fucking Bazooka Joe. Um, Bubble Jug has one, has two other tweets. Uh, and these tweets are to two other people. And they are, um, I'm honored to be like among this sort of assembly of people that Bubble Jug, one, uh, thinks is capable of getting this brand, uh, just breathing our the sweet creative breath of life back into the, the lungs of the Bubble Jug brand. Um, because that that list, according to Bubble Jug One, is myself, and then Sean Puffy Combs, mm-hmm. right? And then, uh, of course, Lil Wayne, the <laughs> littlest of Wayne. Have the three of you gotten together for your G Eight Summit this year yet, or is that happening? Like, in the we spring? just call ourselves it's, we call ourselves the Three Gs, and you know that um, the, they call it the GR Eight Summit. It's not great, and they yeah. really, they're getting the the jug up and running. I mean, this um, has certainly moved up my... Oh, Justin, I see you've gone ahead and followed Bubble Jug 1. No fucking question. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, Griffin. One thing that I like about Bubble Jug, and it's hard to, to pick just one, but um, what I like about it is that you th- think about the four first tweets as like a, a volume one of this Twitter account. All these say, all these happened on May 24th. Yeah. These, they, the first they, four. They said, okay, I'm bringing back Bubble Jug. Great start. Here's some hashtags for the movement. Cool. And they said, I'm going to get the global community to put their minds for this. I got to get some attention. Who are some people I know that can help bring back Bubble Jug? Well, uh, Little Wayne, got it. Okay, Puff Daddy, I'm out. (laughs) That's it. Those are the two that I can come up with. Hopefully, I'll come up with somebody else soon. Five days later, uh, what about Griffin? Uh, Yeah, got to get Griffin on board. First, first of all, Bubble Jug One, I appreciate your enthusiasm. I am considering your 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 offer. I would love to. I'd love to leave a legacy. I've been listening to a lot of Hamilton, and that's basically what this is about. Sure. Um, you want to? You want to? Uh, you want something that's going to outlive you? Mm-hmm. My 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 sweet sweet dusty gum. Your bubble um, juggery. My, I would love to read the product details on the uh, candystore.com website. Untwist the cap to access the candy gum hidden inside. Pour them in your hand or directly into your mouth to taste deliciously sweet bubblegum flavor. Bubble jugs are very different from pieces or sticks of gum. Each contains a powder candy. When chewed, the candy turns into bubblegum. It's almost like having two confections in one. Eat my asshole, candy store website. <laughs> <laughs> If you, if you first, okay, if I put the dust in my mouth mm-hmm. and just thinking about that is like, I'm like, I my I'm getting like shaky thinking about that sensation of the dust going into the mouth, the dust. That's the worst part. Once you get, it should say that on the candy store website, you're going to put the dust in your mouth, but eventually gum will be there where it wasn't. And like, it's not, it is an imperfect gum delivery mechanism because essentially what we're talking about is I'm using my mouth to cook the gum up. Yeah. My mouth is my mouth is a little gummy oven. Your mouth your mouth's the kiln from which this gum will be fused. <laughs> I'm Jim Nestle. Lately we've noticed that a lot of the sweepings left on the old gum making floor have just been going to waste. Well, 
I said enough of that. Here's what we do at Bubble Jug HQ. We sweep up all these gum leavings, we put them into a jug, and then you make the gum. The j- this is the a jugs- task we, we endeavor on together. The jug's the thing, isn't it? Because they is. couldn't just they couldn't just make a little bag. <laughs> we they just sell deliver- Ziploc baggies full of bubble dust. Yeah, that would be that's not that's not great. So whoever thought of like this is the worst idea for anything to ever go into your mouth ever. Uh, but somebody was like, well, if we put it in a fucking jug, and we call it bubble jug, and they, we don't do you advertise. Think they had we- the jugs from something else. They're like, well, we had all these jugs because we were gonna do like just jugs full of chocolate syrup, but like. Nobody wanted to buy that. Nobody wanted that because it sounds bad. Um, Bubble Jug One, your cause is true, your cause is righteous, so and I good. want you, I want you to hang in there. Um, maybe, and this is just like I'm not like an expert. I think like the Change.org petitions are uh, like that whole sort of idea. It's just that's not really how the the stuff works. But I will say that start just one good starting point is to maybe tweet this at the people who made the terrible gum to begin with. Because yeah. they, they might have the they are the ones who have their hand on the assembly line switch to reactivate the bubblegum protocols. It might be like the guy from the Rock of Fire Explosion documentary where they're just like sitting on a warehouse full of bubble jugs and they don't know what to do with them because they don't think there's any demand for it. Exactly. This is this looks like fleshy sand. This looks like this looks like what came out of the mummy in the movie The Mummy when he opened his mouth. It's what's left and over then, if you bake Clayface. If you baked Clayface. When you punch a fucking putty right in the old Z and they disintegrate, they turn into to bubble jug. <laughs> Fuck this candy. I hope when you when you die, you go when you go to those pearly gates in St. Peter's there, he's got a pie chart and he makes you go excruciatingly wedge by wedge through how you spent your life minutes. And with this person, he's gonna get to a slice where he's like, mm. Now we come to my tastiest slice of all. This is where you spent your life minutes making a Twitter account to bring back Bubble Jug. And I got to tell you, me and the man upstairs, just everybody, we're really big fans of this. This was when we when we made you from like clay and dust well, and Bubble thing, Jug and Bubble Jug. The one thing we hoped you guys would really do is invent Bubble Jug, cancel <laughs> Bubble Jug, and then try to bring Bubble Jug back. That was your forty days in the wilderness. Was the time without that. Yeah. Jug. <laughs> right. Oh, okay, just I want to move on because we've been talking for ten minutes about it. Long dead candy, but they, the day they <laughs> for t- now, shut down for now, the for day, now, for now, the day they flipped the switch on the bubble jug factory, and they're like, and then they <laughs> were like, the Loompa's out of business, and everybody left, and everybody was sad. There was somebody left over who had destroy had to destroy all the bubble jug, and you tell me how they accomplished that. How do you destroy that which has been so utterly decimated? And this gu- this is basically gum that has been humiliated. That was actually what they used in Are You Afraid of the Dark to get the flare-ups in the fire. Not a lot no, of people that was, know that. That was powdered coffee creamer. Probably cr- oh, coffee creamer. Well, shit. Um, okay, let's, uh, let's do a show. Uh, here's our first question. This is an advice show, by the way. We take your questions and turn them out. Can we like into wisdom? Uh, I have a bat flying around my apartment. I've locked myself in my room, but I need to leave it eventually for work and shit. <laughs> Figured uh, in your infinite wisdom. That's a pretty sad commentary on our audience that this question asked thought that they needed to clarify why they would need to leave their apartment ever. Yeah. Uh, I figured in your infinite wisdom, you'd be able to tell me how to get, uh, how to rid my apartment of this befangled nightbird. Please help. That's from not a bat girl. It's actually um, bef- befanged nightbird, but I love the, the term befangled. <laughs> 
That's what you got. All these new, uh, all these new uh, gadget bats. All these new befangled bats everywhere. Um, the one time I've had a bat in the house, uh, our dad dressed up like a horseshit Batman in a mm-hmm. windbreaker and a balaclava and like goggles uh, and a uh, tennis racket. A- Tennis racket. Tennis racket. I, I, yeah. I thought it was a broom. It might have been a tennis racket. That's I think he. Right. I think he was dual wielding. He was dual wielding. Yeah, that and was his spec in college. He was. Uh, he was swinging wildly at this thing, and I don't know if you guys remember what happened next, but our very old cat Sasha, who was like basically on our very last legs at this point, leapt vertical two feet off the couch snatched that motherfucker out of the air and yeah. brought it to its final reward. Uh, and, and the cat took care of it. So that would be my one, my one first advice would be like to go the Fred Penner route. Old lady swallowed a bat or swallowed a cat to get the bat. Well, we, none uh, of us swallowed the, none of us swallowed Sasha after your apartment would swallow a cat. Mm-hmm. Don't oh, swallow I see. the bat is what I'm saying. Now I might get rabies from it is what I know. One thing about it. One problem. If you think about it, the bat's not very big, and your apartment is probably relatively large compared to the bat. Maybe you just have like a new shitty roommate. I've had worse roommates than mm. that. You Being know that's bat? how they that's that's how they measure the like square footage. They don't use that to measure uh, spaces anymore. It's just if you get on Zillow, it's like this home is three hundred and fifty thousand bats. It's measured it's, in cubats. Travis, that's Come my on. that's a that's almost a Pokemon. Um, better than this. I'm not. It's true. It's a good point. Thank you. Uh, how do you get rid of a bat? <laughs> I really ask the Joker. I <laughs> Jesus. I'm doing a walker walker thing, but you can't. Yeah. See I really enjoy the, the idea that this person is just huddled in a corner waiting for this podcast episode to drop, praying, yeah. praying that we don't go late for Memorial Ple- Day. Please help. Love a skeleton. <laughs> so hungry. Um. The bat's not going to hurt you, but that doesn't matter. I know that the the big, big mouse that lives in my garage isn't going to hurt me, but I am still very afraid of him or her. Um, hey, Travis, are you a mouse guy? No. I, have I, a love, theory. I love Mouse Hunt with Nathan Lane. I have a theory that everybody breaks down into mice or spider guys. Like you're a spider guy or you're a mouse guy or mouse vote, lady or a spider lady. I vote no on to all. <laughs> See, I don't, spiders are like not, I don't even, spiders, I don't trip with spiders. Like that is, that's fine. I'll put them on, I'll get a sheet of construction paper, scoot them onto it, take them out to freedom outside. That does not bother me. Mice can fuck right off. See, for me, I'm just like, a, I'm a not a small furry thing that suddenly comes out of nowhere and moves inhumanly. So, yeah, like, yeah, your mice, your mice, your your spiders, your bats, snakes, lizards, Bar- no problem. Got nothing. Borrowers, um, Bar- okay. borables. I watched, I watched a giant groundhog out in my yard, and I was watching him sort of with novelty at first because it was like, Fuck yeah, that's awesome. Look at that big yeah. groundhog. I've never seen one of these. This is amazing. I'm looking at a groundhog, and then I had a moment where I was like, God damn it, it's a big rat. And I yeah. fucking flipped. Can you imagine if Justin saw a capybara in the wild? Holy shit! Well, he he would be fine because he wouldn't get a time a second alone with that capybara if I was around. Don't bother me. Don't bother me at all to see rodentia in their natural habitat, which is to say, not my home. I do not care to see. Like I don't care if squirrels are cruising around outside getting getting those acorns and nuts. That's mm. fine. I just don't want them in my home. 
You like them when they're doing uh, hard work and preparation. But now when they're go- just like, everyone at Gosh Creatures in their place. That's all I'm saying. How cool. do you get rid of a bat? Here, we've been fucking dancing around this issue, and I think I've got it. You just make a little trail of bananas out the front door. And this is a good piece of, this is like going to be the new, this is going to be the new pack your bags and move away. Because there's so many problems you can solve with <laughs> just a big trail of bananas. But going out the front door, you got a roommate you don't like? Just banana tra- banana trap them. Griffin, I'm sorry, but you're you're being short-sighted because you're just as likely to draw in a chimpanzee. <laughs> you made a fat landing strip out of bananas. Well, I was trying to get rid of a bat, and I got eight more bats. Now I got nine bats. And a monkey. And a monkey. And a monkey. A chimpanzee oh. came in. I'm, I've got that scene from Ace Ventura where everything comes out of everywhere. We got two Dunstans and a fucking and a Kirk Cameron in here, man. It's rough stuff. Wait, what? Kirk Cameron, Kirk Cameron loves bananas. <laughs> now I would have to say, I would have to say that uh, the that monkey would temporarily fix your problem because, like, there's no way a monkey's gonna be cool with a bat cruising his nanas. Okay, get off my nanas. I'm I would rather have a monkey too because it's easier to keep track of. It's less that, likely that I lose sight of a monkey. But yeah. if you do, but if you do lose sight of that monkey, oh it's a risk. It's a risk reward scenario. Sure. You, lose, you lose sight of the bat, then you just have the constant dread of like, there's a bat somewhere, and I don't know. But if you lose sight of a monkey, it's like, oh my god, this is it. But that's why this I have. Is- that's why I have the motivational poster that says never lose sight of the monkey. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you guys want a Yahoo? I'd love that. Um. I have a lot of really good ones. Uh, thank you to everybody who sent in Yahoos. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, if you could just sort of fucking flood me with your Yahoos, because we got live shows coming up this weekend. Yeah, same and, for regular uh, questions, please. Yeah, uh, just send those to, uh, what do we prefer? Mbimbam at MaximumFun.org? Yes. That's fine. Um, uh, yeah, I certainly appreciate the help, all my Yahoo warriors. Uh, this one was sent in by CJ Sites Brown. It's from Yahoo Answers user Love I, who asks... The backward, misunderstandable line of Work It by Missy Elliott. I tried a lot I, I tried a lot to understand. Listen carefully about the lines in this song, which Missy sings in backwards. But I wasn't able to understand a thing, and all the lyrics website has wrong lyrics. What does she say when she sings, Is it worth it? Let me work it. I put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Can I just say how fucking bold it is to be like, I don't know what it is, but I know that these lyric sites are wrong? Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, can anyone, and then if you've got a big elephant noise, is that the radio edit or is that in the proper dirt, dirty cut? Is it like hog? If you've got a big, if you've got a big ding-a-ling, uh, let me search it to find how, out how hard I got to work you. Question mark, question mark. Can anyone fill out the question mark lines, please? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Excuse me, Miss Elliot. Are you proposing that based on the size of my wiener, you have to work me harder or less? <laughs> I don't want to get too blue, but Miss Elliot, that's simply not how it works. How big is um, it? Ugh. Ugh. Clear all clear my schedule. <laughs> He's got uh, a huge. He's got a. He's got a sizable Dumbo. This is gonna take. I all actually afternoon. don't know what is it inverse. The bigger, the harder. The smaller, the hard. I don't know, Miss Elliot. I do not know. Um. Now, now off the top of your head, do you guys actually know the answer to this? I mean, it's something. It's whatever the song is in reverse, but that's not fun. 
Um, well, I, I think we should give the actual like we should. No, actually well, I think it. maybe we save it until after we do the jokes. <laughs> um, I like um, to establish the walls. Okay. And then you let us joke inside of them. But this would be just, and it would yeah. be like a choose your own adventure in which you said, do you want to go in the cave? If you do, by the way, you'll die. <laughs> um, I, I just want to like, I want to say that this question reading it has made me realize that I, when I sing along with this song, I definitely sing something there. Like my mouth definitely makes sounds when I'm in the car and I'm fucking yeah. bumping work it. My mouth... My lyrics are, it's your flippin' nippets ran yetnam. Yeah. That's a, okay. That's, a, that's it's about yours, right, right? It's yours flippy nippy flam lam yipple, is what <laughs> I do. <laughs> it's yours flippin' nippy now and wow, we know. And so, like... Mine's more like I have a mouthful of peanut butter. If I were to transcribe that, I, it, I'm, I'm a, a lucky individual for several reasons, but mostly because one of my friends never, like, stopped the CD and said, say that again. <laughs> Say that dumb shit you just said. It's yours, flimmy nimmy flam yam yipple. What do you even think you're doing, Griffin? Words have meetings. Actions have actions have consequences. This is from the same person, though, and it's, uh, indeed the same track that invented basically the phrase "badonkadonk" and just said it, and just trusted that everybody else would catch up to her level. Like, come on my level. I'm calling it the badonkadonk now. Why don't I call my penis my flam lamb yipple? Why didn't that <laughs> catch on? I, I think that that's my favorite thing about um, about any, like, rap R&B music is that context is so wonderful that oftentimes people will say stuff that's like, I've never heard. It's like Shakespeare. They've never heard the word before, but I definitely sure. know what they meant. Betwixt my flam lamb yipples. <laughs> Mine treasure. Um, I don't think this question has much more legs. Just wanted to bring it up. It's a it's an unsolved mystery. That's a uh, that's a a good one. Uh, what do you guys want to do next? We could talk more I about. I want a mud squad. Oh fucking all right. I want a mud squad. Can we just have we tracked? Have I we... want to mud squad. Mud squad. Have you tracked the engagement on Munch Squad? Because, like, listen, here's I'm I'm a fan of Munch Squad, Justin. I the the food, the the jokes, it's great, it's hilarious. I mean, me and my kids, they love it. Um, I just want to make sure that when we introduce a new segment, and maybe this can be what I bring to Munch Squad, is I just want to make sure we've got the metrics and we're tracking I, I, it yeah. and we're responsible. I definitely. I'm most this right now. Just tweet about Munch Squad. I haven't really gotten anybody tweet. What I'm kind of was hoping for people would be like, here's a candidate for the squad, and I'd be like. You mean the Munch Squad? It's a little early to be shortening it. I, it took me a long time to call. Shouldn't it be Munch Punch? N- no, no, that's no, a cereal. No. Get the fuck out of here! Try see. That's why I'm here. If we, if you called it Munch a Bunch, this thing would be dead on the vine because we like, the cereal thing. I'm confused. So when I'm confused by something, I hate it. Okay, everybody, hop in the car uh, oh, okay. with me. We're gonna drive on down uh, Route 10, go past the New Huntington High School. Uh, we're going to turn right here past the marathon, and if you see the Arby's, you've gone too far, because we're pulling into Wendy's. Oh, God. Here. I thought we were going to Bob Evans there for a second. I got worried. No, no, no. That's over in Kinetic Park to the left. Are we going to we're the not... world's last Ponderosa? No, that's over on Route 60, Travis. Come oh, on. Oh, sorry. Uh, we're going to Wendy's uh, uh, for a, uh, a new treat called the limited edition bacon mozzarella burger. Now, what, as you know, on Munch Squad, we're not really interested with the feedback on a product. We're kind of more interested in what the experts who create these products have to say. Uh, so I, um, the, here, uh, I got two, <laughs> I got two paragraphs from the press release. 
this just dropped May 24th. So this is like hot off the presses of the PR Newswire. And they this cook is them liter- on the same grill as those delicious Wendy's burgers. This is literally, um, this is, these two are verbatim. Wendy's just shocked fans by dropping its previously. <laughs> I know. What the ama- fuck is this? <laughs> Whoa, just no, no, Wendy's. No, not like this. Just shocked its fans by dropping its previously unannounced limited edition bacon mozzarella burger. You're not Beyonce. <laughs> this With is an not hour long music video experience on HBO. <laughs> Uh, what is sure to be a chop topper chart topper on its long list of hits. A chomp topper? A chomp topper. <laughs> oh, this is going to fly straight up the iTunes burger charts. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys about the burger and then we'll get a quote from uh, Kurt Kane, Wendy's chief concept and marketing officer. The ma- masterpiece plays tribute to Wendy's biggest, most classic stars like thick cut apple with smoked bacon and Love fresh, them. never frozen North American beef. Quick uh, side note, just for legal reasons. Uh, should be noted that fresh beef is available in the contiguous contiguous U.S. and Canada. So, sorry about your luck, Hawaii and Alaska. You're getting that old shit. Uh, <laughs> however, <laughs> Wendy's that bacon mozzarella beef, that aged beef, classic aged, always frozen. However, Wendy's bacon mozzarella burger puts a new spin on things by collaborating with flavors such as creamy. <laughs> what? You know, that creamy flavor. (laughs) With creamy sweet notes of natural mozzarella cheese. Mozzarella. This harmonizes with sliced red onions, spring mix, and a garlic parmesan cheese spread. All tied together. I know what you're thinking. Man, I really like the cheese on this burger. Can we get a cheese spread on here, too? Indeed Mm -hmm. you can. All tied together with toasted garlic brioche bun. The burger redefines a genre we all thought we knew. Uh, And this hit is only available for a limited time. So in the the two things, first thing is that in the like marketing of this product, there's uh, some key art here um, that is uh, uh, supposed to advertise this product. And for some reason, continuing with this frankly insane theme that they've created, they have made the key art for this product look like a CD case. Um, uh, uh, this CD case okay, actually so has. Okay, so then, then this is a this has to be like the language that they've used has to be like a Beyonce lemonade goof, oh. right? Oh God, yes. Uh, so Travis, I've sent you a link to this product. Oh, Jesus. if you could just dip right in there and give me some of the track listings I and fu- I, oh, I oh, wait, fucking absolutely can't. I disassociate. Do not, I'm, Justin. Please let us yeah. not jump ahead from the. Taste bud advisory delicious ingredients indicator on the CD, just to let you know, just in case. Yeah. Uh, ahem. Track number one. Track number one is what, Trav? Good buns, hon. <laughs> parentheses <laughs> intro. Parentheses. <laughs> performed, <laughs> performed by Garlic Brioche Bun and written by That Soft Taste. Hit it, hit it, Garlic Brioche Bun. <laughs> Is this that new That Soft Taste track? <laughs> is this Sia? No, it's That Soft Taste. Track number two, Trav, what is it? Spread It On, performed by Garlic Parmesan <laughs> Cheese Spread, written by The Condiments. Now, I would like to point out, it's just occurred to me, that this is like a Now That's What I Call Music, a burger compilation CD, because right. these are all different artists and writers. Uh, the third is Tears of Joy, performed by Red Onion. Written by Mother Nature. I show me show me fucking like a painting of Mother Gaia 
floating over a Wendy's. Like, oh, yes. Y'all heard my mixtape? It is fire. <laughs> Trev, what's that fourth track? So fresh and so green. Somebody, I, somebody spent a long time designing this CD thing. I guarantee fucking tea you we are the only people to ever do a deep dive into the track list yeah of this whoever wrote this tape. is like nobody's fucking reading this shit i just want to get out of here it's friday uh, uh a gooey performed by mozzarella cheese and written by on natural oh justin you skipped that oven loving a terrifying now, terrifying term now is that the one performed by applewood smoked bacon i love their shit Written, written by, by the, the thick, thick cuts, it is. Yeah, the thick cuts. Uh, track number seven is We Can't Freeze, We Won't Freeze, performed by North American Beef, written by 100% Fresh, Never Frozen. Um, and then there is just in these, like, <laughs> fucking... There oh, they're on, some, they're on some outcast shit. They definitely do have the asterisk there to reiterate that 100% Fresh, Never Frozen Beef is only available in the contiguous U.S. and Canada. Just super want to make it super duper clear. <laughs> That's Even a on bonus. this dumbass track listing, that yeah. definitely Alaska and Hawaii are still fucked. Uh, and then, yeah, so the, what you don't see on here is there's the three uh, Burger Time, just the skits that they do in there. Just like break things up, add a little bit of narrative to the scene. Yeah, some fun. They got Chris Tucker to come out and just like do some skits with them. Um, uh, and there's a good buns outro. Um, but and it was also written by that soft taste, kind of aping his own shit. Here's the quote from uh, Kurt Kane: "The bacon mozzarella is a cheeseburger lover's dream." From the first bite, this combination of fresh beef and oven cooked bacon paired with melty mozzarella and garlic parmesan cheese spread creates a deliciously unforgettable burger kurt's work here is a little underwhelming i'd like him to get with the whole pastiche hey kurt can i talk to you real quick do you have a second yeah what is it dave um i read your quote it's lovely it's great we're kind of doing a whole like we're dropping the birds like a beyonce thing like with the album and the thing could you fucking get on board for one second kirk kurt's original quote was like I didn't want to do any of this. It's a <laughs> it's a fucking burger with cheese and bacon on it. Is your mind blown, America? <laughs> You've got what now? <laughs> Reinventing the genre. They are, in fact, they say it. They're re- they say they're doing that. They're doing I, that. They say it. Hi, this is McDonald's. How can I help you? Hi, um, I just want to tell you, uh, I need you to take all the burgers that you've already made in there <laughs> and put them in the fucking garbage can. Because Wendy's just blew up the fucking You've game. You never even hey. thought about putting bacon and cheese on your burger. But we hey, do this. Yeah. Goodbye. Hey, it's Ronald. It's Ron. Shut it all down. Shut it all down. We're we're fucking idiots. Throw you, it out we, with the bubble jug. Set it on fire. We're done with all the dumbass burgers we were making. What were we thinking? I'm so embarrassed. Someone made this. <laughs> it does look good though. I mean, it looks like a. It looks like an all right burger. I think maybe for uh, this was this was very good PR, obviously. Sure, Um, got us talking. I feel like the first episode of Munch Squad really got me into the idea of foods that would definitely kill a dog or a child if they got their hands on it. And I don't think this burger would do the job as much as a a, a fried chicken taco would. 
Although, um, I don't know. There is a lot of mozzarella on here. There's a lot of mozzarella and the, the sauce on there, too. It's like a lot of levels. Is that sure. how it is groundbreaking? Is there a, is, is, When you're coming up with a mozzarella-based recipe, is there a number that represents how much fresh moots goes on it? And then that number, it, the like scale is like one to six. And then one dude's like, we need a new burger. And it's like, well, what if we just took the moots scale and just like threw it the fuck away? And we did like 15 or 16. They're like, that would change the game. Because I am looking on this, and it is a gooey baby. That's um, the ninth track. I went to Wendy's Facebook page to see if I could find some more information about this fucking jam. And it's literally all yoga videos. I don't really know what they're doing. <laughs> I don't know it's what just, they're doing It's just pictures of, that their fans have posted, and it's just their skeletal bodies <laughs> after they ate one of these and were pr- just completely destroyed by how mind-blowing. Oh, my God. They've done it. Um... I'm going to call Wendy's right now and congratulate them. Okay. So let's hear what Wendy's said. You know what pairs really well with a Wendy's mozzarella burger? Uh, no, Trav. I'm I'm not quite sure. Neither do I, Justin, because it's groundbreaking. I've never had it. But you know who does? What? What goes well with 13 pounds of mozzarella? I'll tell you who does know. Club W. They pair shit with shit all the time. Mostly wine. I don't think they're pairing other stuff. But maybe they do. Maybe in their free time, on the off hours, they're just pairing stuff with stuff. They're like, you know what? Hand towels go with what? Combat boots? Club W knows. They're just Noah's arcing their way through all of existence. They're just, they ship every character they see on every television show. Mm Mm-hmm. And they ship every, if they're like, I don't know, like Converse All-Stars pair great with a, a compound bow. I don't know. They do it, not me. And how do they do that? Well, you would think like a wine club, a wine shipment thing. They must ask me like, do you like rosé? Do you like Chardonnay? What kind of what kind of wine? No, what they do is it's genius. They have a very simple questionnaire. Stuff like, do you prefer chocolate or vanilla? That kind of thing. Do you like salty? Do you like sweet? And through that, they're able to determine your preferences and make recommendations for wine. Then that wine is shipped to you. And this is like fancy looking, incredibly like classy shit that makes you look like you know what you're doing. Even though, let's be honest, you do not. And they come with cards that like tell you all about the wine, what it pairs with, when it's a good time to drink it. So you can memorize all that. And then when your friends come over, you're like, hey, do you like that wine? I know it's really great with this chicken mark pizza. I know. And then you can act like you knew it off the top of your head. And uh, so, it's relatively affordable. Justin, please tell them how affordable and wonderful it is. Or right now, Club W is offering our listeners $20 off your first order when you go to clubw.com slash mybrother. Again, go to clubw.com slash mybrother and get 20% off your first order right now. And Club W will actually pay for shipping. They're shipping uh, beloved characters. They're also shipping uh, wine, and they'll pay for it on orders of four bottles or more. That address, again, is clubw.com slash mybrother. Um, just real quick, I went down a Google hole because I brought up shipping, and I just couldn't, I like it, for some reason, I had this flash thought in my head of, is there a, is there like a Tumblr community of people who ship Frasier characters? And the answer is, there isn't. There's not. Oh, I don't believe you, one. Griffin. 
you don't believe it that there isn't i mean there is one now because i just like i feel like i just breathed it into existence but just like that i searched i actually searched fraser shipping niles slash i would do niles and ross like i just feel like there was something there you know who's ross do you mean ross idiot no ross you fucking no i mean ross from friends Um, I just I felt like talk- there was something. Do you remember the famous Frasier Friends crossover <laughs> episode? <laughs> what our nation, nationwide obsession was with <laughs> whether or not Ross from Friends and Frasier were going to fuck. And, and, and the producers of the shows were like, this is never happening. Why are you people so obsessed with this? That's making sense. I'm not even sure they're on the same network. It was the, episode, the episode was 15 seconds long. A wormhole opened up and sucked them both into a, a single room. And then Ross walked up to Frasier and he just went, I don't want to fuck you. And then bow, 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 big bow. And put Seinfeld theme. I don't want to fuck you either. I want to tell you about some underwear I'm wearing right now. Uh, they are MeUndies, and uh, you just can't stop thinking about. Hi, uh, is this People? Ma- hi, is this People Magazine? Uh, yes, it is. Hi, this is David Crane, creator of Friends. Could you do me a favor and please stop putting pictures of uh, uh, Ross from our show and Frasier on the cover of your magazine with a big question mark and pictures of kisses? Because it's not happening. I'm really I'm over it. We're all really over it. It's not happening. I don't know how this got started. It's never happening. <laughs> Hi, it's me, David Angel. Could you keep putting creator of of Frasier? Could you keep putting those those pictures on? It is doing uh, gangbusters for our ratings. Thank you so much. (laughs) That explains why everybody's watching Frasier because they kept watching for Ross to show up and fuck him. Uh, Everyone's favorite friend, Ross. Is he going to be on here? It's the it's the it's the new will they won't they can they because of the dimensions. (laughs) Well, because because they're two men, Justin. You're, you're unfucking believable. Uh, I have a sponsor here. It's Me Undies, and it's underwear I'm literally wearing right now because they're the most comfortable, most wonderful underwear in the universe. Uh, they are soft. They breathe real nice. I was on a plane today. I try to wear them on a plane whenever I can because they just like they don't bunch up and get all yucky. Um, it's made from a sustainably sourced modal fabric that's twice as soft as cotton. Just nothing can describe how good they feel. Um, MeUndies is dedicated to providing the world's most comfortable underwear. If you don't love your first pair of MeUndies, they're free. No questions asked. MeUndies has dozens of styles and limited edition prints to help you make a statement with your underwear, uh, whether anyone can see them or not. Um, Shipping is free. In the U.S. and Canada, you can save up to 8 bucks a pair with the MeUndies subscription plan. Uh, Get the subscription or a single pair. Get 20% off your first order if you just go to MeUndies.com slash brother. Again, that's MeUndies.com slash my brother. 20% off your first order. They're really, really great. Uh, I guarantee you, you will not you will not regret getting these underwear and putting them on your body. I have got a Jumbotron message, and it's for Mike and Allie, or Mally, as I like to call them. And it's from Chris. And Chris says, to my dearest friends, you have been my closest friends for over 10 years now. And I want to congratulate you on your nuptials with the help of the dulcet tones of the McElroy brothers. From our times in Peterborough at PR13, was that like their training camp? To Toronto and everywhere else, thank you for being a friend and for letting me be a part of your lives and your wedding. 
Um, that sounds nice. What is, what is PM13, nice. you guys? It's definitely some sort of secret underground probably laboratory. A, maybe a public school, probably? No. No, then, it's definitely Then it would be called like the Alexander Hamilton School for the Gifted. Uh, okay, that's true. Probably true. I think they were de- they were developing the Andromeda strain. Mm-hmm. And fucking, you ever look up in the sky and you see the you see those white like straight lines up there? Those are called chemtrails, you guys, and they're okay. no joke. Okay, there's they're serious business. What and do I they think, do? Exactly, what do they oh. do? I think Chris, okay. Mike, and Ali owe us a, a, an explanation. What are you hiding? What are you what? hiding, Chris, Mike, and Ali? And, and 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 what aren't you hiding? I've got a message here for Cade, and it's from Grace. Uh, and Grace says to Cade, happy birthday, wishing you a steady flow of creative energy and drive this year. Thank you for being a wonderful partner and housemate and for introducing me to the McElroy family of products. I love you, and so does the cat, to whatever extent a cat can feel love. So not very much. I like that. I like that they said that, like, as much as the, the cat can, it is. Like, we're not going to say that the cat's not feeling love. We just don't know what level of love the cat might be feeling. They need a flow of creative energy and drive. We're going to give them that blockbuster million-dollar idea right now. Griffin, say any word. Go. Jungle? Now, Justin, say a word. Please say bungle. two. No, okay. Jungle bungle's very good. Damn it. Okay. Jungle bungle pants. Go. Oh, no. You shouldn't have added the pants to it. Jungle bungle is perfect, Travi. Jungle bungle's great. But, right then is... but then we don't each get to say a word. You can't take my ability Travis, to say a word. Tra- Travis, listen, Travis, Travis, listen. Just put an exclamation point in there. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. Jungle bungle two. The sequel, to, <laughs> the sequel to Jungle to Jungle, which I know it's it's fucking confusing, guys. Hollywood, because the two was already in there. What the fuck, Jungle to Jungle, <laughs> Jungle uh, Jungle Bungle exclamation point three, the second Jungle to Jungle movie starring Tim Allen again. Uh, I got a message for uh, uh, you, the listener, and it's the uh, about the useless majors, which is a scripted narrative podcast following a group of recent college graduates who, after an accident involving radioactive diplomas, receive superpowers based on their majors. That's a fucking good idea for a, a thing. Great fucking premise. I'll just, Cade, take that. Do that As one. E- as evil forces conspire to take over the world, our heroes have found themselves working at the mall with the help of robots, witches, ghosts of U.S. presidents, and other crazy characters. Can our heroes save the day? That's good. That puts suspense right in there. And you could subscribe to the Useless Majors podcast on iTunes, or you can go to uselessmajors.com, and you can uh, uh, subscribe there. Um, and uh, you can. it looks like they're on their ninth episode over there so it's not too late to uh to catch up and uh uh go do it go for it check it out the useless majors what would my super my superpower be journal journalisming you be able to find the truth in all things oh fuck that would be good yeah and but also i would like wear shorts but like suit tops and i would be kind of a jag (laughs) I I have a drama degree or, or an acting and directing degree, so my superpower would be to live at my parents' house for a few months just so I can figure some things out. Yep. You're super. You're, you'd be like rogue because you'd get a different superpower eventually. <laughs> 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 Your superpower as an acting major would be you eventually would change to a different superpower. It's the superpower to have another superpower, but keep telling people about the superpower you used to do. <laughs> For free now? You're like you're like Phoenix. You're like Jean Grey. You transform at some point. 
Mm-hmm. I I uh, I uh, summon ice crystals from thin air now, kind of just for me, like on a more personal level uh, <laughs> in the community. I, I got out in the community. I I, I kind of got out of the rat race with that power. Um, By which I mean fighting the race of rat men that I used to battle, but I wasn't making any money off of them. You, you know, you know that whole. You thing. know, you know how it goes. I recently achieved a pretty major adult milestone, moving into my first apartment. I'm lucky enough to have a job that allows me to live alone, and that has been quite possibly the greatest thing that has ever happened to me. The only problem is my mother, who lives in the same city and wants me to give her a key. Ooh. I have no real reason to say no. The landlord said I could make as many copies as I want, and I don't have a roommate whose privacy I must preserve, but I really want to say no. I feel like in giving my mother a key, I'll be losing some of my newfound independence. Does this make me a terrible daughter? Should I give her a key and suck it up? Or if I say no, how do I say no? Help from Caitlin. Huh. The implication, I think, if you give your mom a key, I mean, the implication of that is like, I at any point want you there when I am not, right? I mean, that's... Yeah. Not necessarily, no. Well, not to rush it, but I feel like, Caitlin, like, you need to achieve a second adult milestone, and that is to be direct with a parent. Yeah. And, like, if you give her a key, you have to say, like, I'm giving you this, but this is for emergencies only. It's, it's not and, like you're going to fucking get home from work and go to open up a cold soda and be like, oh, no, my mom came over and drank it all. Like, I don't think that's what's going to. She'll probably call, you know? I don't know, Griffin, because I would feel she? like if that was the case, Caitlin wouldn't be worried about it. The very fact that Caitlin felt the need to, like, write in and ask us about it implies to me that there's at least some doubt in her mind that her mom will not understand the boundaries and will see no. it as, like, an extension of the house that they lived in together. The fact that you, yeah, I guess the fact that you, like, have to think about this, like, you gotta, you gotta, a, a, a door is a good boundary. A locked door is a good boundary. But there's better ones you can establish sort of in the, in the, the immaterial space in 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 your relationship uh and those are also very important boundaries but don't lock don't don't lock those up i've been dr phil (laughs) i think that's by saying something along the lines of like this is for emergencies only and then if she abuses that you can say i i told you that that's an invasion of my privacy mom like i told you that this was for emergencies only please don't abuse it but if you if you not aren't direct up front, you don't have any case later. You know what I mean? You have to it, say like I, I'm giving you this, but like it's for emergencies only. Okay. This is this is silly though. This is silly though, because like if if you're worried about your your mom like just dropping dropping in, she doesn't really need a key because your mom is an international jewel thief and cat burglar. <laughs> no, she'll just like come over. It's like knock on the door, and he'd be like, "No, I don't want you to come in." Like Ooh, that's, that's not an how, excellent point. Yeah, the key is not the thing. The if your fear is in doing it, just like you giving her a key is somehow giving up. Some let me tell you, someone who's lived in a lot of apartments, I'm always glad when someone has an extra key. When I lose my key or lock myself out, or I need someone to like go take care of something when I'm like out of town. Yeah, I, my my, my mother in law d- didn't have a key to our house for a while, and then. Uh, when we needed her to feed our cats because we we got a flight canceled or something, she ended up having to s- shove turkey slices through the mail slot, which is not is not great for cats. Oh she never my stopped. god! 
She's still doing it to this day. You've ruined the idea of the mailman to your cat. Every time your cat hears the mail come in, it's like, oh boy, another turkey delivery oh, for hell me. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I have a fucking good answer to this, you guys. You ready? Yes. You're going to love this. Fake key. Jesus. Give her a key that doesn't work in the lock. And then if she tries to to break into your house (laughs) when you don't want her there, she'll have to say to you, hey, that key didn't work because I was trying to break into your house. You'll never hear about it. The uh, if she tries to get in at a time when like you really wish she could get in, you can just say like, "Um, dunk, I'm sorry. I guess it was like I didn't test it before I gave it to you. Yeah, I should have tested it before I gave it to you. I'll know looks, for next time. Looks like Home Depot really wanged it on this one. Oh, well, too bad my cat is dead. <laughs> this was a bad prank on myself and my cat. Sorry, cat. Do you guys want a Yahoo? Sure. Uh, we crushed that one. Uh, we deserve a little treat. Um, <laughs> this one's oh, just for this, us. This one's for us. Um, you got to do one for them and one for you. That's the Hollywood way. Rachel Rosing sent this one in Game Recognized Game. Thank you, Rachel. It's an obvious troll, so I want to just blow through it and get to a good one, but it's from Yahoo Answers user Mr. Brightside, who asks, how many calories are in a 2016 Silverado HD pickup truck? And I included it I included it because the answer is so good. It's from Gabe, who says, this is my favorite question of all time. Answer, enough. <laughs> um, this one, nice was in, this one was sent in by Lindsay Waterman, though. Thank you, Lindsay. It's by Yahoo Answers user Sarah, who asks, What is the cutest way to cuss? We are really going to earn that explicit tag with this segment, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Put the kids to bed. It's about to get blue. Oh, bubble jugs. <laughs> Dude, she had the choicest bubble jugs. Did you check out the bubble jugs on her? I so fucking them. juicy, dude. I Wait, are you them. suggesting that that, that Polly D voice is the cutest way to cuss? <laughs> Let me try again. I was trying to do baby Polly D. Yeah, <laughs> need do, to do more this baby, character. less Polly D. Yo, dude, she had the biggest bubble jugs. <laughs> I loved them. It's yes. me, baby Polly D. Jim Jim Tan laundry nap. <laughs> GTLN, Tata for now. I love t- I love Tigger. I made boom boom in my diaper. Look at it, Jones. Made a boom boom. I love um, breastfeeding for a lot of reasons. Why don't you guys come over? We'll make some minestrone and then blend it up. I ain't got teeth. Don't Teethers. leave me in the hot tub. I'm a baby. <laughs> Gotta love me. <laughs> Not the mama, please, please, God, I hope so. I forgot the question. <laughs> what's the cutest? What's the cutest way to cuss? Like a baby version of well, a jolly is, Jersey Shore uh, character. This is tough because are we talking like non cuss word cuss words, or are we talking like oh fuck? <laughs> like what's the cutest way to deliver a cuss word, or what's the cutest non cuss word cuss word? Um, let me just blast through some of these answers because uh, Terrence J's future girlfriend says. There isn't a cute way to cuss because cussing is not attractive. Singing. Wrong. Oh shit. Wrong. These are ugly words. But when um, someone can really like stick the landing on a good curse word, aren't you like, damn? That I felt that from over here. When my baby drops a popsicle on the ground and she looks at it and she gives it the perfect amount of breathing room and then just says, shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> that, that might actually be it. It's actually like a really cute way of cussing because, like, I don't give, I don't care. Like, I don't care. If she cusses. She's a baby. She'll just drop it on the ground and look at it and go, "Ah, oh, shit." I don't like. Now, I will say, I will say, I don't like. I will say, I don't like when I get on Facebook and I see a little video and the parents are like, obviously, like, they've developed some sort of Pavlovian response in their kids to make them say the word "fuck" for candy or something like that. <laughs> like, they give, and it's like, I can tell what you're doing there, and it's like, great, that's gonna be great viral content. But that's not, I don't like that. I don't think I like that. Fuck. One, uh, <laughs> get it? He said fuck. I did I did get it, but I don't like it. I like, I, that, I like that ugly word. I do like I, that ugly word. But you gotta I, use it responsibly. I, I, my problem with, with children and cussing is that I think the exact age at which I will probably need to teach my daughter restraint in profanity is the exact age where she'll look me fucking dead in the eye and say, you make your living saying dick into a microphone. Get out of my, f- get out of my fucking face, old man. What? I was just thinking about this. And this is weird. Nobody really says the word bastard anymore. Saying it, saying it feels weird. When I say it, I feel like uh, Christopher Guest character in Waiting for Guffman. You're bastard people. You're just That's bastard. You are. You're bastard people. Bastard. There's people. no. There's nobody said. Like there's other words that have substituted that. Like I like piece. You're piece of shit. I think part of what has ruined it is Game of Thrones. Because bastard, we are reminded, has a very literal meaning that yes. that show uses quite literally. Like it's not a a generic. You know, we re. It has been reclaimed by real bastards. Everyone say it. Say it. Bastard. 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 <laughs> it sounds. Maybe it's got turd in it. I don't know what it is, but it's it's. Maybe we bastard. bring uh, this this week. It's all bastards and bubble jugs. That's bastard. what we're bringing back. Bastard. Bastard. It's getting really worried. We weren't gonna have a. Episode title in there, but there big bastards and bubble chats. Uh, what do you guys think? We got time for another question, or what yes. do we want to do? Yeah, uh, one of my coworkers recently invited me to celebrate her impending. Uh, actually, you know what? Before I read this, Travis, what's the best one that we haven't done yet? Uh, that one. Okay, one of my coworkers recently invited me to celebrate her impending marriage with a day at the spa. Um, this would be fine, except that this particular spa requires all patrons to be completely naked at all times. Oh, nice! Other- <laughs> so fucking choice. Uh, other, I see all these boobies walking around. I'm like, mm, lunch. Get out in bubble uh, jugs. Get them bubble jugs out, mommy. Um, are you my mommy? By the way, I meant to ask. I'm so other scared. People- <laughs> I'm so scared. All the lights are so bright. Other people. Loud noises. <laughs> Loud noises. My mommy she went won't. around a corner and she stopped existing. Yo. <laughs> Yo. Other people who attending this uh, get together include our boss and her husband and my coworker's fiance, who is in his 70s. My coworker and I are both in our late 20s. I want to support my friend, but I could live without exposing my business to all and sundry. Is there a way to make this less awkward? If I don't go, do I risk being alienated at work because I'm the only one who hasn't seen everybody's junk? <laughs> any, okay, wait. Okay. I, I, uh, any advice would be appreciated. That's from Can I At Least Get a Towel in New York? I was so ready to tell this person, like, just don't go. They, like, you're an adult and you don't want to go be naked with everybody. But then they made the point that what if everyone's standing around the office on the following Monday having a good laugh? And you're like, hey, what are you guys laughing about? And they're like, you wouldn't understand. You didn't see Todd's penis. <laughs> like... <laughs> 
Todd's penis becomes the office in yo, joke. Yo, Todd, how's that weird ball? <laughs> you got me again. Wait, what's up with this ball? Don't worry about it. Don't worry, Don't worry about it. You, had to, you really had to be there and see Todd's ball. What the fuck's so. wrong with you asking a question like that? I'll see Todd's yeah. ball now. No, it, it was the context. Like, you Todd, get your ball it. out right now. <laughs> I'm sick of you guys holding Todd's ball over over my head. <laughs> He's very flexible. I'll give you that. And you're all very strong to lift Todd's ball the way up there. But it's there, but then I turn around and he's covered it and I'm sick of it. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Susan, for coming to your annual review. Boy, it's been kind of a weird year, huh? <laughs> thick, thick document this year, huh, Susan? Kind of a weird one, huh? kind of wacky. It just seems like it's a back and forth of HR complaints. You and Todd, Todd and you. It's just, it seems endless. You need to let go of this whole Todd's weird ball thing. Yeah, but like, what is it? We, we put this one into arbitration and they have actually sided with you. Todd, get that nut out. I need to know oh. it's a telltale ball. I need to know about it. it's driving me crazy. I, I, uh, I, I wonder if the, when these people are back at the office and if it's just them in a meeting, do you think it crosses their mind like, we, why are we wearing clothes? Why are we wasting our time here? We should. We, it's, it's super okay, casual right? Friday. This is super duper casual Friday. Um, first, I mean, the good advice that's going to help get you through this is just like, close your eyes, repeat after me. I'm just, I'm just hot tubbing in the, in the Japanese style. They don't let you cover up your ding dong over there. And you don't know what you it's it's weird to be in a place where you don't understand the language and you know just the baseline of the cultural norms and then you are also put into situations where there's just everybody it is just a, a brain convention you know what I mean you know what Griffin you have changed my mind because I joked at the beginning that you should just not go but like. It's not like you've been, been invited to an eyes wide shut orgy. Like everyone's just going to be naked. It's going to be okay. Maybe you should just go and expand no, your perception I, I, of I like humanity get, and like the human body. No, the human body is beautiful, but um, uh, I'm not. I get that like some people are uncomfortable with this. Truth be told, I was wicked, very wholly uncomfortable with the wholeness of my being. I just thought I'd try it because I was in Japan. I don't think I would do it if I was just like in some spa in New York State. Um, but I think if you get that in that mindset, it might help out. Yeah, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's, it's I don't think it's going to hurt though. you. It's the coworkers that is the bad thing. I don't think it's the, the, the being nude around other people, like, fuck that, whatever. It's the being around the coworkers. I'm thinking about it now with my coworkers. Like, that's going to be an uncomfy Monday, isn't it? Like, if I was Garfield, I would hate that Monday extra. But what if it's, most. like, the biggest team-building exercise, though? Like, you think, like, oh, this is going to be so uncomfortable on Monday. But actually, Monday is the first time you finally have the confidence to, like, tell Derek that you don't like when he listens to NPR in the morning because you're just trying to, like, warm up and have some coffee. And he's, like, blasting Car Talk or whatever. I take that back because Car Talk is amazing. But maybe it's the first time that you feel comfortable saying something because you've seen his butthole. Just because you've seen Derek's butthole, you can finally be like, ugh. Fuck car talk. Oh, God, that feels good. <laughs> Derek, your butthole gave me the confidence. Thanks for getting that bad boy out. <laughs> We've got nothing left to hide from each other, Derek. I hate car talk. <laughs> um, Nobody hates car talk. Nobody no, hates car talk. It's so I good. Don't, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. Because, like, I, this sounds... I'm, I would get in any spa. Anytime I'm offered a spa, a trip, I take it every time. I treat myself... I don't know if I've talked to you guys about this. I treat myself to a massage every month. I found a little massage place nearby. It does them pretty cheap. Get an hour, deep deep tissue. 
every month. Just do a little something. It's like uh, it's like uh, uh, the the detective guy from uh, Twin Peaks said in that one scene where you got to do something for yourself every day. And for me, it's every, once a month and I get a massage. So treat yourself to that. Enjoy the experience, the luxury of that. But I do get. I don't know how you get past the fact that you're gonna see your boss's seventy-year-old balls. I'll, I'll tell you. I think this is the question you got to ask yourself. <laughs> are you are you okay with seventy-year-old balls? Are you sitting there thinking, I would go, but I'm afraid it's uncomfortable, or are you thinking I have one hundred thousand percent zero interest in going? Like, yeah, good if, question, if Trav. Yeah, if it's just like, you know what, I would go, but I'm afraid it's going to be uncomfortable, you should go. If you're like, I, I do not want to go at all, you have complete autonomy over your life. Do not go to that thing. It's not – it's going to – you've just pitched a scenario where there's a chance it won't be uncomfortable. And to me, I just like to play that scene out where you come out of the dressing room nude in the spa zone and everyone's just like, yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody sees your boss and they're like, I love how old it is down there. I like how mature and wizened it is. Greg, I've never seen one like that before. Neat. Have a seat next to me. You did great with your testicles. Neat balls, Greg. <laughs> Those testicles are besticles. Sit on down. But be Sit. careful. But be careful. You don't, don't want to belvedere yourself. <laughs> At 70, the leading causes of trauma is falling just they always oh, just falling down uh, but the other one is belvedering <laughs> i'd like for you both to read these pamphlets <laughs> i don't know what it is and i'm afraid to ask the worst part is at that age if you sit on a rod that is pop like an yeah. o- like an overripe grape just like and you'll hear that noise you'll know and then it'll definitely be awkward. Then it'll I'd, be super awkward. This pamphlet is called Streaks on the Epididymis, <laughs> and it's important you read it from cover to cover. <laughs> the life you save the life you save might be your own. <laughs> uh, um so this has been our uh podcast, my brother, my brother, and me. We hope you had fun. Got the little uh, ch- got the little uh checklist here. I'm checking Epididymis off it. Said that on the show. Okay, here we go. Uh, guess what? We're coming this weekend to New York and DC. Tickets to that are sold out. Um, but if you're coming to those shows, get fucking ready to get weird because it's gonna be fun. But guess but, what? Even more. Guess what? Even more. Got more shows. What? Uh, July the fifteenth and sixteenth, the three of us are going to be performing in uh Boston at the Wilbur Theater. Because Boston asked for it, so we're making it happen. Never, now, uh, Justin, rest, rest of the country, ju- I get it. The rest of the country, I get it. Like, I know that we're, we're kind of uh, sticking to the Upper East Coast a little bit here, but it was uh, we've never done Boston before, like ever, and the the, the demand there is uh, very enthusiastic. And so we're just gonna like pow, pow, knock it out, give Boston the best night of their lives, two nights of their lives. But and, uh, the coolest, the coolest part about this is that so the Saturday, which is the that's the 16th, right? I'll look at a calendar here, make sure I'm saying this right. Uh, on the, well, that can't be right. On the, okay, the 15th and 16th, the 16th, we are going to be performing My Brother, My Brother, and Me. I've heard at of the that Wilbur podcast. Theater. Yeah, it's this one. Uh, and Travis, what's the link if people want to buy tickets to that? That is bit.ly forward slash MBMBAM Boston. All lowercase. They will go on sale very soon. 
They will go on sale Wednesday at noon Eastern. Uh, and uh, that's going to be at the Wilbur Theater in Boston. Uh, those tickets will go on sale. What do we say just now? Wednesday, noon Eastern. So Wednesday, June 1st, noon Eastern time. Uh, and the, the those are going... Uh, okay, let me put it this way. Uh, our show in New York was uh, at a slightly larger venue, and it sold out in two hours. So please... Or like three hours. Please don't sleep on that. Please, if you want tickets, just buy them and come. Uh, because it's going to be fun. Now, here's the crazier part. The day before that, on Friday, we're doing our first ever uh, publicly attendable live uh, episode of The Adventure Zone. We did one at LA PodFest that was only available if you were attending PodFest. It was crazy. It was a crazy good time. And now we're opening it up to everyone in Boston this and the surrounding is, uh, area. I mean, my brother, my brother, me is fun, but the Adventure Zone is going to be a visual spectacle. There are costumes. That's all I'm saying. There are costumes and props. And there's a very good chance that our dad will be there because he's like in it. And there's a great chance I'm going to be like super nervous. You don't want to miss that. And if you have any interest in that, if you're like, it can't like, I cannot foresee live Adventure Zones being ever being something that we do a lot. So like, yeah. if you can get there, please get there because there will not be a lot of opportunities in like all of your life. It's a really this. hard. It's a very, very difficult show to do live. Super duper hard. So we don't do them that often. I'm excited to do this one, though. I've got a great idea for it. And those tickets are available at bit.ly forward slash Taz Boston. That was a hint. That was a hint, by the way, about what the episode will be about. I see. Um, We're also working on a deal. So each of those, the tickets are, I believe, $26 total or $26. And we're doing the plus one uh, thing again. So one of those dollars will be donated to a charitable cause. Um, It's called Branches. It's a domestic violence shelter here in Huntington. Uh, we're working on a deal where you can get tickets to both shows um, for $40 total, but there will be a limited amount of those, I think 250 total. Um, you can get the combo tickets at bit.ly forward slash Boston combo, um, all lowercase. And like I said, there's a limited amount of those. You can still buy tickets to both even after those have sold out. But if you're looking to um, maybe capitalize on the fact that we're doing two shows in the same town back to back, you're going to want to move on those combo tickets pretty quickly. Now, the Boston combo is also my favorite sexual act. Uh And let me describe to you what goes into it. I'd rather we didn't. Uh, Thanks to John Rogers and the Longwinders for the use of the theme song as a departure off the album putting the days to bed. Um, Like we said earlier, we've got those live shows coming up this weekend. So please send in Yahoo's and questions uh and label them dc and nyc in the subject line and we're gonna have uh you know audience questions live audience questions so start thinking about what those questions are going to be one rule of course no bummers yeah um also just keep in mind just to get it out there um we always intend on doing meet and greets uh but now we're traveling with like a basically two-year-old child and my pregnant wife and so i can't guarantee that everyone will be in a physical shape to do a meet and greet so if we do not i so so apologize i just want to get it out there that there is a possibility that we do not but we're definitely going to try to yeah we trying to be asked like i really i want i like i want to but we have basically become the fucking traveling willberries at this point like it is such a ginormo family affair and um Especially yeah, since be- both shows will be three shows in one. Yeah, it's um, it'll probably go a little bit later than normal, and I just can't guarantee that we'll be able to stick around for hours and hours we'll try, afterwards. We'll try, to, we'll try to holler. I don't want to poo-poo it. Do you guys want this final Yahoo, though? Hell yeah. Uh, oh, I want to say one thing uh, before we go. 
uh, check out all the other Max Fun shows, including a brand new show. Uh, if you like the TV show Adam Ruins Everything or the web series Adam Ruins Everything, Max Fun is now host to the Adam Ruins Everything podcast. Oh, I didn't know um, that. Yeah. So basically they take, you know, so for example, they did an episode about like transit and cars. Um, so in that, Adam gets to talk to an expert for like three minutes on the TV show. Well, so for the podcast, he gets back in touch with that expert and they talk about like transit for like an hour so that he really gets to pick the brain of an expert and it's on Maximum Fun. So check it out. Um, that's very exciting. All right. Finding Yahoo. This one was sent in by Aaron Keese. Thank you, Aaron Keese. It's by, yeah, seriously, start thinking about a nickname. Getting a lot of Aaron Keese action. She, Aaron Keese tweeted that she hated the term keister. So that one's not going to stay. Okay. That's out. Keymaster. Keep on, just keep on cranking away on it. Okay. Uh, great, great. Keeper. Keesper. Keesper the friendly ghost. Okay. Keesper Sutherland. The fuck are we doing here? This Yahoo yeah. Answers user Sweeney Todd asked this one. Sweeney Todd asked, how creative is Kid Rock? <laughs> 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 I'm Justin McRoy, and the Bacon Mozzarella Burger is available in Wendy's now. I'm Travis McRoy. Happy Memorial Day. I'm Griffin McRoy. 420 Blaze It. Fuck, fuck, fuck. (laughs) Kiss your dad's crown lips.